Okay, so where are we holding today? We are on the Davkuf Tezayin Amit Beis. We're holding by the Mishnah. Matzilin Tika Sefer. So we continue learning here about the halachas. What happens if Chas V'Shalom, a fire breaks out on Shabbos? What are you allowed to save from the fire? As we'll see in the Hemshech of the Pedic, actually today we'll learn that Chazal made a Takana, Gzeda, that you're not allowed to save just anything from the fire, because if you allow a person to do that, he's going to come to extinguish the flames. So Chazal are very particular about what you're allowed to save from the fire. So what we learned in the beginning of the Pedic was, though, when it comes to saving, a Yesefetere, Kisvi HaKadosh, and we spoke about various different details about the Kisvi HaKadosh, that's allowed to be saved from the fire. Now the Mishnah is going to add more details about this halacha. Zok the Mishnah, Matzilin Tika Sefer Ima Sefer. A container uh, where you keep a Seferteire or you keep the Kisvi HaKadosh could be saved together with the Sefer. Even though that container is not, doesn't have the same Kedusha as the Seferteire itself, you could technically use it, if it wasn't designated for the Sefer Teireh, you can use it for something else, for your own personal needs. But you're allowed to save the Tikka Sefer together with the Sefer Teireh. The Tikka Tfilin, Ima Tfilin. And the container of the Tfilin, you could save together with the Tfilin. And this is even in a case where this container has the Tfilin inside, and it also happens to have money inside. But nevertheless, even though you're saving the container with the money, you don't have to shake out the money, as the Gemara will explain. You can save the Sefer or the Tefillin together with the money that's inside this container. Another detail here, when you save the Sefer to where are you allow, allowed to take it out? So you're certainly not, we're not talking here about doing a Malacha to take it out into the Rishus Rabim, but, so what are we talking about? So there's a Machlaikis here. One of Peter Tanakama says, L'mavoy she'enim foolish. You could take it out into a mavoi, which is closed. It's enclosed from three sides, and it's a place where minatayda you're allowed to carry there, but midrabon and the not to carry there. We'll see. The Gemara will describe it more in detail. Ben Beseda, Ben Beseda says, Af lumefolish. You're allowed to take out the sefer or the kisvi akedish to save from a fire, even if you're taking it out to a mavoi to a street which is mefolish. So according to the maskan of the Gemara, means that it's open on both ends. It is, you can go through on both ends and it's not a dead end. To the Rishus Yeah, to the Rishus Two walls. has two walls on the sides and it's open from both sides. We'll see, the Gemara is going to go through various different pshatim of this, we'll see. So the Gemara here is going to start with the first case of the Mishnah, where it spoke about saving the Sefer together with the container, to even together with money in it. But uh, before the Gemara gets to the Mishnah, the Gemara brings a halacha benegeet to carbon Pesach that's brought on Shabbos, which is another case of a mitzvah that pushes off Shabbos. So there's a certain similarity here. Over here, we're sort of pushing off a takonim ed rabbanon for uh, saving the sefer and even saving the container with the sefer And the Gemara is going to first bring a machlekes regarding carbon Pesach on Shabbos, and then the Gemara is going to bring back the connection to our Mishnah. It's very interesting how the Gemara connects this, as we'll see. So Tanarabana, we learned in Abraisa. Arba Asa Shachalias Bishabis. Pesach falls out on the Shabbos. So you're allowed to bring a carbon Pesach on Shabbos. It's Daicha Shabbos. But now the question is when it comes to preparing certain parts of the carbon Pesach, what exactly are you allowed to do? 
Whatever is necessary for the actual carbon itself is allowed to be done on Shabbos. But whatever is not, whatever you're preparing in this carbon Pesach for your own personal needs, you're not allowed to do that. Only what's negaya for the carbon. So there's the shechita, and now we're going to talk about what has to be done in order to take out the emurim, the parts of the animal, the fats and different parts of the animal that have to be brought on the mizbeach. That's allowed, that's allowed to be done on Shabbos. But there's other things that are not allowed to be done on Shabbos. For example, whatever is necessary for the person to do in the carbon that he's going to need for by night, when he's going to have to eat the carbon, the achil of the carbon Pesach, that's going to be at night. Those things, to roast it and whatever other preparations, are not allowed to be done on Shabbos. So therefore the Braisen now here will discuss when you get to skinning the animal, skinning the animal of the carbon Pesach. So again, Pesach fell out on Shabbos, so the Tanakhama says, Mavshitin es Pesach, you are allowed to uh, skin the behemoth, totally remove the skin of the animal, Mavshitin es Kuloi, completely. Uh, uh, again, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I skipped the line. Mavshitin es Pesach, you're allowed to skin the animal at Achoze, only up to the Chaza, uh, only up to the breast, which means you're only allowed to remove the skin of the animal from the legs up to the breast, enough to open up the space where you have to take out the parts that are going to be brought in the Mizbeach. Past that part of the animal, it's not necessary to skin the animal completely, to remove the hide of the animal completely, because you're not, if you're removing it completely, you're basically removing it in order to get the bus or the meat that you need to prepare it to roast for tonight. And that you're not allowed to do. You're only allowed to remove it as much as is necessary to get out the parts that are going to be brought in the Mizbeach. Oh, this is actually the opinion of Rabbi Shmol. The Chachamim argue and they say, You can completely remove the skin of the animal totally. Even after you got to the point where you could take out the parts for the carbon, you can totally remove it. This is the Machlaikis. So the Gemara explains the source of their Machlaikis, the reasoning behind their Machlaikis. So the reason why he says you shouldn't remove the skin all the way, it's understood. Whatever he has to get done for the purpose of bringing on the Mizbeach, to remove the fats, the Eimurim, to be brought on the Mizbeach, he can, he can access it by removing the, the skin partially. So why should he be allowed to do any more? But according to the Rabbana that say that you could remove the skin entirely, my time. Why? Why could you remove the skin entirely on Shabbos if it's not for the purpose of the carbon that you're bringing on the Mizbeach? Answers the Gemara. There's a Pasuk that says, Everything Hashem creates is for His purpose. It's an interesting connection. The Gemara here is going to learn from this Pasuk a concept that whatever you do has to be in a glorifying way for the Eibishter. And Vahacha, over here, even when it comes to the carbon Pesach, this could also be applied. How do we apply it here? Ma'elemaneu. How do we apply this concept over here, Benigeya 2, taking off the skin of the behemoth? Ma'elemaneu ike. What purpose is that you're doing for the Ebishter's sake? Rav Yasef Omar, so Rav Yasef says, you know what the Chachamim hold? That you are allowed to remove the skin entirely, because then that will cause that, this, that the, the, the meat, the basar that's under the skin, will not be hot, 
will not will not be uh, stuck under the skin, and it it, it could it won't be fresh when you're going to come to eat it at night. It might develop a bad odor, and it's not going to be fresh meat that you can eat at night. If you remove the skin, so it, it's it's cooler, it's exposed to the air, it's not going to not going to develop a bad smell. But you leave it under the skin for a couple of hours, then you're going to come to eat this bustard at night. It's it's not going to have a good smell. So therefore, you do it in a way, for the Eivish to sake, you're going to be doing the mitzvah at night, to eat the carbon Pesach, you want to remove the skin in order to be able to do the mitzvah properly. So the person is not really, really doing it for his own personal sake, to access the meat, he's doing it for the Eivish to sake, l'maneyu, to have uh, the basa fresh for the mitzvah. That's one pshat. Rav Omar, Rav says another pshat, why is it for the Eibish to sake when you remove the skin entirely? Because here you have a carbon, which is kotche shemayim. You don't want it sitting there like a nevela in such a uh, not honorable way that it's, uh, you don't put the basar in a nice place, but it's sitting there on uh, the hide of the animal is still partially on it, like a dead carcass. A nevela, it's, uh, it's not respectful for a, a carbon. Therefore, you're allowed to remove it, that even for, that, for those few hours, the kotche shemayim should not sit there like a nevela. What's the chilek between these two opinions? The nafkemina would be the monach apsoida de dava. If you take this uh, nevela, which still has the skin partially on it, and you place it on a beautiful gold table, so it's not just lying on the ground in a disrespectful way, but it's actually prepared and put on a gold table, so then the fact that the skin is still on is not disrespectful. That's according to that opinion. Inami, or another chiluk would be, de istna, a day that there's a wind, there's a northern wind that comes and it's, it cools off the animal, even if the, the meat is there under the skin, it's not going to uh, smell, it's going to stay fresh because there's a wind that keeps it fresh. So in such a case, it wouldn't be necessary to remove the skin. Okay, so this is the, the basis over here of the Machlaikis. It's this Pasuk of Kolpal Hashem Lumaneu. Whether you're allowed to, to do something on, on Shabbos for the animal, you're not doing it for your own sake. You're doing it really for the sake of the mitzvah, for the sake of Kach Yishamayim. Rabbi Shmol, Rabbi Shmol, he didn't agree to this. Hi, Paul Hashem Lumaneu, my Ovid, my Ovid lay. How does he apply? This pasuk that we're bringing here of Paul Hashem Lemaneyu that you do something for the Abish to sake, why does he not apply it the way the Chachamim do? So if he doesn't hold to this, so is, is there any, any way that he applies this pasuk? So the Gemara says yes. The way he applies that pasuk is is differently, in a much more narrow sense. A person should not take out the emurin, the parts that are brought in the mizbeach, without removing the skin altogether. What a person can do is, Bambas, you don't even have to remove the skin at all to get the, those parts for the uh, mizbeach. You just make an incision, you take out those parts that are needed for the mizbeach, and you leave the entire skin on. So you don't have to do any of the, you don't have to be mafshit the air whatsoever. So he's telling you that this Pasik says you are allowed to skin the animal to that extent to be able to take out the parts for the Mizbeach. That is allowed. My timer, what's, what, why is this better? Why, why is it nicer? Why is it for the Yabish to sake to do it this way? Because otherwise, when you take out, you make an incision and you take out the parts that you need for the Mizbeach, a lot of the hairs of the animal could be coming along because you make that incision. So there's hairs around, so hairs of the animal will come along with the carbon that you brought in the Mizbeach, and it's not, that's not a beautiful 
carbon. Not that what you bring on the mezbech is with, with hairs, it's not beautiful. So therefore, he allowed you to completely remove that section of the hide of the animal to be able to access what you need for the mezbech. That's the machlekes here, based on this pasik. But the Gemara is now going to go a step further to explain this machlekes. Omer of Chista, Omer of what did the Chachamim respond to Rabbi Shmuel ben Esh Rabbi when he said that you don't have to remove the entire skin in order to bring the carbon? See, even though the Gemara just brought a Pasik and the Gemara explained the opinion of the Chachamim, but the Gemara now is going to bring the source from our Mishnah. And here's the connection to what we spoke about saving the Sefetere with the container from a fire. This is what the Chachamim said to Rabbi Shmuel. If you're allowed to save the Sefer Teireh from the fire. But not, not only the Sefer Teireh itself, which is obviously Kisviya Kedesh, it's holy and you're doing it for the sake of the Eibishter. But along with that Sefer Teireh, you could also save what? The Tika Sefer, the uh, container as well. Even though that container is something that you could use for yourself. But nevertheless, since what you're doing now, this tick serves as a purpose. It's right now the container of the Sefer Teireh. You're allowed to save the container together with the Sefer Teireh. So the same thing applies over here. Should you not be allowed to completely remove the hide of the animal? What's, what is he saying? When you remove completely the hide of the animal, for whose purpose are you doing it? For the purpose of the mitzvah? For the purpose of the carbon? Or are you doing it for your own personal sake? The answer is, it really has a dual benefit. When you remove the skin entirely on Shabbos, what, it, what does it accomplish? It makes the meat that you're going to eat that night of the carbon fresher. So it's something that you're doing for your own sake, technically. You're gaining from it. But at the same time, it's also for the Eibishter's sake. As we said before, in order that it should be a covet for the carbon, in order that the, the mitzvah should be done with fresh meat. So it's a, what you're doing is both for your own purpose, and it's also for the Eibishter's purpose. So that's the connection that we're making to our Mishnah. When you save the Sefer together with the Tik, although the Tik is something, the container is something that you could be using for yourself, nevertheless, now that it's together with the Sefer you're allowed to save it. The same thing, removing the hide of the animal, the Chachamim said, that although you benefit from it as well, nevertheless, it's also being done for the purpose of the mitzvah, so you're allowed to do that on Shabbos. That's the connection. That's what the Chachamim told Rabbi Shmuel. So the Gemara asks, is this a connection? Me, dummy. How could you compare the case of our Mishnah to the case over there by the carbon Pesach? Hasam Tiltul. In the case of our Mishnah, what are we dealing with? We're dealing with Tiltul. Being allowed to move this out of the fire into the Mavoy, where you're allowed to take it to. That's, that's what we're dealing with. Which is an Isim de Rabbanon. The Tiltul Mokze, or taking it out, is definitely not more than an Isim de Rabbanon. Hacham Malacha. By the carbon Pesach, to remove the hide of the animal, it's one of the Lamet Tes Malachas, is Mafshet, is to, to, to remove the skin of the animal. So over here we're talking about to uh, be matir, mamish one of the Lamet Tes Malachas. So how could we bring an example from Yisab Medir Abanan and our Mishnah to a Malacha? Answers the Gemara, Omer Ravashi, Ravashi says, we'll have to say that really, Betarti Pligi, 
There, in the price of the carbon Pesach, they argued about two different points. Pligi betiltel, the argument between the Chachamim and Rabbi Shmuel was also about whether you're allowed to move this animal together with the hide and the flesh. Are you allowed to move it, Bechlal? Like, like over here, like in our Mishnah. And they also argued about the Malacha of removing the skin. How much of the skin could you remove? And therefore, in the Pshat of what we said before, the comparison to our Mishnah, it's referring to the tiltal alone. If you're allowed to move and take out of the fire, the Sefer together with the container, you should not be allowed to move this, this animal that had the hide, the hide on it and the basar together. You should not be allowed to move it together even though there's the Isra of Muktzah. So just like in our Mishnah, we push away the Isra of Muktzah because you're doing it for the sake of the carbon, for the Abish to sake, the same sh should be applied over there. So the whole comparison to our Mishnah is not regarding the Malacha of Mafshit. That, that Takah is not compared. But they were arguing also about this itself. Are you allowed to move it around? And Lagabi that, we made a comparison to our Mishnah. From the sun to the... Yeah, as Rashi says, if you need to move it to a place in order for it not to be in... Uh, huh? Yeah, exactly. Okay, he's doing it to the Shem Shemayim that it should not be get ruined in the, uh, in the sun. So the Gemara... We're not talking about Mereshus, Mereshus, because then it's Mamashim Malachim and We're talking about either Muktzeh or taking it out to another Reshus without an Eruvi Chatseris, something like that, where there's an Ism Rabbanon. That's the Tiltal here. Just in a general, general any, any regular case of meat with fire? It's Muktzeh. Well, Over here, in this case, the Gemara is going to explain now. Huh? You can't cook on Shabbos. Oh, well, let's see right now. The Gemara is going to explain. Frek the Gemara, even if we're saying that here by the carbon Pesach, we're talking about moving it. And here by the Sefer and the fire, we're also talking about moving it. So, it's a similar case, but me, dummy. Could you compare them? Hasam. Over there, Nase, we're talking here about the Sefer Teireh, Nase Bosis Ledover Amutter. The container that has a Sefer Teireh inside is a base. It's a container for a Sefer Teireh. A Sefer Teireh is a Dover Amutter. So therefore, if it, once it's a Bosis for a Dover Amutter, it should be allowed, it makes sense that the Chazal should allow you to move this for the purpose of a fire. The Sefer Teireh itself is something which is completely Mutter to move. But hacha, by the case of the carbon Pesach, nasa bosses ledover osa. The hide of the animal, which contains the meat inside, is considered to be a base. It contains inside the meat, which on Shabbos is mukta. Why is it mukta on Shabbos? Because, as Rashi says, you're not allowed to eat this. It's not uh, fit for eating until at night when you eat the carbon Pesach. You're not allowed to eat it by day. You have to eat it at night. Isn't tefillin mukta? Not necessarily. It's a good question. Because the mission says both sefer and tefillin. It's a good question. Discussed. It depend, depends on uh, the opinion if you could put tefillin on in Shabbos. If, if not, l'chayda, you're right. Then it's a shtikl shayla. Tefillin should be mukta. Okay, it's a good question. So, but over there, by the carbon Pesach, the meat that can't be eaten until at night, so it's not fit bechlal for Shabbos, is definitely, it's a, it's a basis for a davar aser. So it, it should be much more stringent than here, the case of the sefer and the container in it. Elo, zakta gemara, hachi kamrile. So the raya that the Chachamim brought from our Mishnah was from the case where there was also money inside. Im atzil in tikshal sefer, im sefer. 
If you could save the container that has a safer tire inside, although it has money inside, so now the money it becomes a, a, a basis, it's a base for a double also has the money inside. So you should not be allowed to move the hide of the animal together with the basa that's inside. So here the comparison is for a case where it becomes a container for something which is mukta for a double also for the money. But the Gemara asks on this as well, me dummy, how could you compare it? It's still not the same. Hossam, in the case of the animal, the carbon Pesach, Nase, or actually, I'm sorry, again, Hossam goes to our Mishnah. Hossam and our Mishnah, when you have the Sefer Teir and the money inside the, inside the container, Nase, Bosses, Lodovera, Osir, Uledovera, Mutter. It's a container, it's a base for the Sefer Teir, which is permitted, and for the money, which is forbidden. So when something is a Bosses for both, you're allowed to move it. But over here, this sefer is being a bosses, it's, it's, a, it's a base for a davar for the animal which you can't eat today, which is totally asa. So it's still more stringent than our Mishnah. Mm-hmm. The comparison to our Mishnah according to the Chachamim was as follows. And this is something that does not say clearly in our Mishnah, but the Chachamim understood this from our Mishnah. If you're allowed to bring a container, and this container has money in it. Mayalmer, you're bringing it from another room in the house. Now you want to use this tick, you want to use this container to save the sefetera in it. So you're running and you bring a tick that has money in it in order to put the sefetera inside. That's allowed. So even though you're carrying now the tick that has money inside and the sefetera is not inside it yet. And that's allowed, that's what he understands from the Mishnah. Should you not be allowed to move the animal of the carbon Pesach that has the Basar inside? So here, it's a case where there's only money inside, right? So the, the, the Chachamim understood, if it says in the Mishnah, the way Taisus explains it, if it says in the Mishnah that you're allowed to take a tick that has money inside, and you don't have to shake out the money. You can leave the money inside, and you can put the safe and the safe potato is in there as well, and you can take it out together. So if you don't have to shake out the money in that case, so if you find a tick that has only money inside and you want to use it for the safe potato, you don't have to shake the money out. You can take the container with the money and bring it and put the safe potato inside and take it out. So you see that you're allowed to move this container with the money inside before there's any safe potato inside. So the Gemara says, no, it's still not a good comparison. Uh, where are we holding here? Uh, but this itself, from where do you know that this is allowed? It didn't say, it didn't say clearly in the Mishnah that you can take this container that had money inside without the Sefer Teireh. So if you're going to say the reason is In a case where you had the container with the Sefer Teireh, with the money, you're not obligated to shake out the money before you take it out. So therefore from this I see that you could use a tick, you could use a container that has money inside to put a safer tire inside as well. How could you compare the two? In the case where you have a safer tire and money inside, you know why Chachamim didn't require you to shake the money out? By the time you manage to shake the money out, the fire could, uh, could, could, could come and could burn the Sefer Teira. They allowed you to take the Sefer Teira out immediately without having to pour out the money of the, sefer, of, of the container. But over here, when you're saying that a person's going to grab a tick from another room and he's running and he's coming with this tick that has money inside, meanwhile, as he's coming 
with this container that has the money inside. Let him shake out the money before he puts the Sefer Teireh inside. If he's bringing this tick on his way, walking, let him uh, shake out the money. Why not? He's not delaying saying, saving the Sefer Teireh. So therefore, we, we don't see that this is allowed in our Mishnah. So now the Gemara goes back on everything it just said. And it goes back to the original pshat that we began with. What was the original pshat we began with? What are Chachamim and Abishmal arguing about? They're not arguing about moving the carbon Pesach from the sun to the shade. They're arguing about removing the skin. How much of the skin could you remove? And that's the comparison to our Mishnah. The Gemara's question was that in our Mishnah, it's only tiltul. And over there it's a malacha. It's a malacha of mafshit. So how can you compare the two? So the Gemara now will give a different answer to that question. We're going back to the pshat that we said before. The question you had, in our Mishnah, it's just moving it. It's tiltal. It's only ism the Rabbanon. And over there by the carbon Pesach, you're doing a malacha, you're removing the skin, which is mamash malacha. The answer is no. Over there, it's also not a malacha. He's removing this skin, but he does not need it. The malacha of mafshit is that you're going to use the skin, you're making the skin available to be used for something, but over here, why is he removing the skin? He just wants to access the pieces for the carbon Pesach. He wants to access the meat for the carbon Pesach. He doesn't need the uh, skin itself. So therefore, it's not, the minatayre is not being over on the malacha of mafshit because he's not using the skin at all. But for Ha'abaya, the Gemara quotes again this concept that it brings up all the time in the Gemara. For Ha'abaya, but Rava Damri Tavayu, but Abaya and Rava both say, So even though when he removes the skin, he's not having any kavana to use the skin whatsoever, which is Eina Machavin, and therefore Menatayre, it's not the Malacha, but nevertheless it's Psikresha. He removes the skin and he has the skin available for himself to use. So this is called psikresha, so why should it's inevitable? So why, so why shouldn't this be awesome and atayra? And for the Gemara, what we're talking about over here is the way he removes the skin of the carbon Pesach is the shakalei bebarzi. He removes it in thin strips. He doesn't remove the skin in a regular way. He removes it with a shinoi, with thin strips, and therefore it's not usable really in that way. So therefore he's not over on the malachah dairaisa. It's only a ismid rabbanon, and therefore it could be compared to our Mishnah, where we were discussing taking out the sefer which is also only a ismid rabbanon. That's the maskan of the Gemara. Some of the Rishayim say that even though the Gemara brings up the Indian of psikresha and um, Smashmar from the Gemara that we're talking about the, the issue of Eina Machavin, but it's not really a concept of Eina Machavin. The Me'iri says that really this is a Malacha She'ena Tzricha Legufa. You're doing the Malacha, you're intending to do this very Malacha. LMI, it, um, you're not doing it for the purpose of the Malacha, you don't need the skin itself, you just need to remove the Emurim, and this is really called the Malacha She'ena Tzricha Legufa. It's a Machlaikas Rishainim. Right, it's a good question. Right, so the, 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 the Me'iri holds that the, the concept of Psikresha is Shaykh the Malacha She'ena Tzricha Legufa also. Big it's a big question, it's a big problem. Rabbi Kiveger over here says in this Gemara, Tzarechi and Gadol. And the, the Achreinu discussed this, it's not so poshut over here. This is a very unique application of Psikresha. Your mom is removing the hide of the animal. You're not usually, Eina Machavin is where you do one thing and it brings a different result. For example, you drag a bench and or unintentionally it makes a, a hole in the ground, which is not what you were doing at all. You were just dragging a bench. Over here, your mom is removing the skin, you're doing the very Malacha. So therefore, according to, to many, it, it, this is all really just called the Malacha Shein Etzricha Lagufa. 
Okay, let's go on to the next chilek uh, of the Mishnah. What did it say? So when you save the Sefer Teireh and you're bringing it outside, where are you allowed to bring it out to? So there was a machlekes, right? So the Tanakhama said, you bring it to a mavoi that's closed, Ainum uh, foolish, and the Ben Beseda said, you're allowed to bring it out even to a mavoi foolish. So the Gemara is going to define in this context what is called a Mavi Mefulish and what's called a Mavi Sheinu Mefulish. Heichi Domi Mefulish and Heichi Domi Sheinu Mefulish. Amar Avchista says, Avchista as follows, Shalish Mechitzais, if it has three enclosures from three sides, and then on the fourth side which is open, Ushnei Lechyon, and you have two side posts, not one but two. When you have two side posts on the fourth side, that, that's a Mavi that's enclosed. Gimel mechitzis. If you have, if it's closed from three sides, a dead end, closed from three sides, but velechi echad, and on the fourth side it only has one side post, zel maviyam afolish. That's still considered to be an open mavoi. Vitarvayu. Both opinions in the Mishnah, the Tanakama and Ben Beseda, Alibe de When they were speaking about these uh, these types of mavoi's here, the mavoi mafolish and mavoi sheinu mafolish. They were speaking about the way Rabbi Eliezer defined it. And the Gemara brings a Mishnah where there's a three-way machloikis how to define a Mavi Mufolish and Enim Mufolish. The Tnam we learned in the Mishnah, Hechsher Mavoi. In order to uh, prepare a Mavoi that you should be allowed to carry in it, it has to be closed off. So how do you prepare it? Beishamai Yaimrim, Beishamai say, Lechi V'Kaira. You have to have at the fourth opening a Lechi, which is the side beam, and a Kaira, which is a cross beam on the top. You have to have both. Beisilal Yaimrim, Beisilal say, one or the other. Oy Lechi, Oy Kaira. Either a side beam or the, uh, the cross beam. Rabbi Yezah says what's required to close it off is Shnei Lechyam. You have to have two Lechis. Two side beams on both sides of the entrance in the fourth uh, opening. You have to have two lechis, and that's what our mission was talking about. If you have two lechis, that's what's called a mavish enum mafulish. If it's only one lechi, that's called a mavoi mafulish, and that was the kula of Ben Beseda, that even though it has only one lechi, you could carry out the sefetere there. That's, this is the pshat of Hurav Chista said this pshat. Omele Rabbe, so Rabbe responded to this pshat. Gimel mechitzes. When you have uh, enclosed from three sides, the lechi echad, and it has one lechi on the fourth side, mefulish karasle, this is called a, a mavoi that's, that's uh, open, it's not open, it's closed from all three sides, it's a dead end, and even on the fourth side it has one lechi, how could you call that mefulish, that it's open? Another question, according to the Tanakam of the Mishnah that says that it's a case that has two lechis, natsal isaychoi oichlenumashkin, it should, you should be allowed to bring into this place also Eichlan Amashkin. Why is the Mishnah talking over here about the special heter of a Sefer That a Sefer there's a special heter that you're allowed to bring the Sefer into this Mavi as well. Right? Which is mashma that food is not allowed. Food, as we'll see in the Gemara soon, you can bring it only out into a chatzer, into a courtyard. But if we're talking about a Mavi that's enclosed from all three sides and it has a lechi on two sides, in the fourth opening, you should be allowed to bring anything in there, even Eichel and Amashkin. Why only a Sefer Teireh? Hello, my Rabbe. So Rabbe says the Pshat is different. What's called a Mavi Mefulish? Shtei Mechitzis. So the Gemara starts with Eina Mefulish. Shtei Mechitzis is Shnei Lechyon. If it only has two Mechitzis, has houses on two sides, and the, and the street is open on both ends. So then, Velechi Echad. Uh, uh, again, sorry, where am I? Shnei lechyan, and it has two lechis, meaning it has a lechi on one side 
and a lechi on the other side. The two, the both openings on both ends. So it has a lechi on each side. Zel mavishe That's called enumafulish because it has a lechi on each end. If you have two mechitzes on both sides, the lechi echad, and you only have a lechi on one side, one opening, that's what's called a mavi mefulish because it does not have a lechi on both sides. So over here, when we're not talking about a dead end, we're talking about a street that's open on both ends, and it only has one lechi on one side, that's called a mavi mefulish that the Mishnah was talking about, and so therefore the Mishnah was being mekel, now Rabbi explains both opinions of the Mishnah, the Tanakama and Ben Beseda, Alibe the Rabbi Yehuda. They were following the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that we mentioned a long time ago in the first Patek. The Tanya, it's an Abraisa that says, Yes, it came over Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said as follows: Mishi yeshlo shnei batem shnei tzidir shusarabim. You have the shusarabim and the houses on both sides. So you have sort of walls on both sides of the shusarabim. Oisel lechi mikan velechi mikan. You can make a lechi on one side and a lechi on the other side. Oikayda mikan, oikayda mikan, or a cross beam on one side and the other side. Venaisa venaisa bemsa, and you can carry inside that space. It's like a shus hayachid. What's the concept of lechi? It's a hacker? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, like an Eidof, a hacker that it's not, uh, it, in this case of here actually, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it turns it into a regular Rishus HaYachet. Rabbi Yehuda is very makel. He says you can take a place which is really a Rishus HaRabim. Actually, I mean, Rabbi Yehuda holds it even just with two mechitzes, Minatayda, it's already not a Rishus HaRabim anymore. And therefore, Minatayda, it's not a Rishus HaRabim, but it looks like a Rishus HaRabim, so you have to make a hacker that you should be allowed to carry there. So nice and nice and bamsa. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, huh? you have two houses on both sides. So it's wall, walls on both sides. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it's not a Rosh Hashanah anymore. Just with two walls, it's not a Rosh Hashanah anymore. So now you put up a lechi on one side. You put up a lechi on the other side on both entrances. So this is considered to be an enclosure. Yeah, basically, basically. So you have those three houses on both sides. You put that enclosure. It's not a Rosh Hashanah anymore. Omruloi. The Tanakam and the Chachamim, they argue with Rabbi Yehuda and say, no, 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 this is considered to be a Rishus Arabim. A Rishus Arabim, you can't make an Eidav this way. You can't put a Lechi to make an Eidav in a Rishus Arabim. So our Mishnah, Rabbi is saying, is following Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Now, the way, the way Rabbi learned this is that our Mishnah was being makel to follow Rabbi Yehuda, Legabi Yosef even though usually we don't follow Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, but Legabi the Sefer Teireh were being mekel. Amalei Abaye, so Abaye responded and said, Terabe lidi doch nami, even according to your pshat, lirabonon natsa l'seicha eichlen amashkin, according to the Rabbonon that say that there's a lechi on both sides. If we're following Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, if we're being mekel for the Sefer Teireh, you should be allowed also to bring even eichlen amashkin in it. So, so Abaye didn't hold the that this is... The Rabbana means the Tanakam uh, of our Mishnah, yeah. The Tanakam of our Mishnah that says that it's Enum of Foolish, that you have a Lechi on both sides, so then it's enclosed on both sides. According to Rabbi Yehuda, that's considered to be a Rosh So if so, if so, there's no special Kula here for the Sefer Torah. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you should be allowed any Eichlan Amashka. Ela, the Gemara brings the final Pshat here, Omer Ravashi. So Ravashi said, the difference between a Mavi Mefulish and a Mavi She'enim Mefulish is as follows. Shalish Mechitzais, if you have three, if it's enclosed from three sides, Velechi Echad, and at the fourth opening you have one Lechi, Zem Mavi She'enim Mefulish. That's a Mavi that's not Mefulish. 
because it has one lechi at the opening, and therefore that was the opinion of the Chachamim that you're allowed to bring in the Sefer there. Gimel mechitzis, below lechi, when you have three mechitzis and there's no lechi there at all, zel mavi That's considered to be a mavi which is mafulish when it has no lechi on the fourth opening, on the fourth side. Now the chiddush over here is even according to Rabbi Yezer, the Amma that said Rabbi Yezer says that usually to close up a mavo you have to have two lechis to be allowed to carry out food from the house that's on fire you have to close it up completely you have to have two lechis for that what the Tanakama and our mission is saying is that for a sefetere Closing it up with one lechi, which is usually not sufficient, but for a sefer one lechi is good enough, and you can bring it into it, according to the Tanakhama, and according to Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseda, ben even without any lechi, you're allowed to save the sefer on Shabbos into it, because it's still a place that minat you're allowed to carry there. Huh? Why? No, it's considered to be mefulish if it's open from one side. The word mefulish according to this pshat, doesn't mean through and through. Could be usually the word mafulish means through and through. The Gemara is satisfied. The question of the Gemara before regarding mafulish karas was when it has one lechi. But now we're saying it's mafulish because on the fourth side it has nothing. It's completely open. But you could have answered something. You could have answered That what? Yeah. Could be. Okay, let's go weiter. Let's continue the next Mishnah. So, after Mishnah, now we go on to different things to be able to save from the fire. Matzilin Muslim Gimel Sudes, you're allowed to save the food for the need of the three Sudes of Shabbos. Haroi Adam, the food that you need for the person for the three Sudes, Adam, you can save for the person. Haroi Behema, the food that you have to feed for the animal. You could also save on Shabbos, Behema, whatever you need for the animal. Ketzat. So, but what, what, when does, how does this apply? Naflat leka belele Shabbos. If the fire breaks out Friday night before you ate your suda, matzilin mazon gimel sudas. So then you can save enough food for all three sudas that you didn't eat yet. Beshachris. If the fire broke out in the morning, matzilin mazon base sudas. You already ate the Friday night sudas, so you could only save for two sudas. Bemincha. If the fire broke out in the afternoon before you ate the third suda, mazon suda acha. So then you could only save for one suda. Rabbi Yaisi argues and says, no, doesn't make a difference. Chachamim will convey the amount, Chachamim will convey this amount that on Shabbos you always are allowed to save what you need for three sudas, regardless of what part of the day on Shabbos it is, as the Gemara will explain. Rabbi Yaisi holds, it makes no difference. So let's see what's going on over here. Bechlal, this whole entire concept that you're only allowed to save a certain amount of food. Why? So as Rashi explains in the Mishnah and over here in the Gemara as well, we're not talking about a person taking out the food into the Rishus HaRabim, where he's doing a Malacha. He's taking it out into a Chatzar, and even into a Chatzar that has an Eidov. It's totally, he's doing something which is completely Mutter. There's no problem even with the Rabbanan either. So why isn't he allowed to save anything he wants? Mehdi What he's doing here is totally mutter. Let's allow him to take out whatever he wants. So here's the basis of everything that we learn here in this Pedic. So Rav says, If you allow a person to save whatever he wants, because the person is very, very concerned about his money, 
or the word bahal, how do I touch bahal? Bahal means like the person is in turmoil. He's like, he's, he loses his mind when you allow him to go and save everything when his house is on fire. If you're going to allow him to save whatever he wants, he's going to come to extinguish the fire. So this is a gzeda of chazal that a person shouldn't come to do the malach of mechabet to extinguish the fire. So now Abaye brings a different example where we see Chachamim placed limitations where there's no concern of a person coming to do a Malacha. We learned in Abraisa, a person has a barrel of wine that he stores on his roof and there's a hole and the wine is coming out. So what is he allowed to do to save that wine? Maybe Kaili, he can bring one vessel to place under it that the wine that drips down should fall into this vessel. He shouldn't bring a second vessel to catch this wine, or to bring another vessel and place it there right by the roof that it should drip directly into this keli. You're not allowed to bring more. You can bring one to place down in the courtyard and the wine drips down. You're allowed to bring that to save it, but more you're not allowed to bring to save. Why not? Why aren't you allowed to save anymore? What is there? What problem is there with bringing a vessel to save this wine? Why shouldn't they allow you to bring more? Answers the Gemara, there's a there as well. If you allow a person to bring one vessel, another vessel, a few vessels, he might run into the Rishusarabim and bring a vessel from there. That's why Chachamim didn't allow this. Gufe, now let's see this price itself about this subject. Your barrel of wine broke on top of your roof. Maybe Kaili You could bring one Kaili to save this wine. You're not allowed to bring a second one to catch it in the air. Or Kaliachar or another one, the to bring it right by the roof where the wine is dripping to put the, another Kaili there. Now the Mishnah says, the Bryce actually says, if you have more guests, so then maybe Kaliachar, the Kailit. Then they allowed you for, for the, to be able to serve the guest this wine, they allowed you to bring another Kaili to, to save the wine. Kaliachar and Mitzarif, and to bring another Kaili to put by the roof to catch the wine. But Veloy Yikloit, you're not allowed to bring another Kaili to save this wine and Vaachakach Yasmin. And then you say to yourself, oh, I'm allowed to do this because I'm planning on inviting guests. You're going to invite guests later. If you have guests invited before, you're allowed to bring more kalim to save it. But you're not allowed to do this and then invite the guests later. First you have to invite the guests. If you have guests, then you're allowed to bring more kalim to save the wine. You're not, you're not allowed to do harama. A person is not allowed to... Um, to make a trick, to play a trick that he uh, invites guests before and really he doesn't have guests and then he uh, saves the wine. It has, if a person has guests, then he's allowed to uh, save the wine. But if he doesn't have guests in advance, he's not allowed to do this. Mishum Rabbi Yehissi by Yehuda Omru, Rabbi Yehissi by Yehuda says, no, Marimen. Over here, a person has a financial loss of his wine, so a person is allowed to do the harama. He's allowed to invite guests, or he's, he's, he's going to invite guests later, and he's saving it for the purpose of the guests. He's allowed to do this. Uh, she says they're they don't need uh? to eat. They don't need to eat. Yeah, he's, so he's, 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 he's sort of inviting guests, Anyone but it's really right, wine? exactly. But he doesn't even read them for the so guests, exactly. That what? If marimen, if you're allowed to... If you're allowed, if you're allowed to play games about it. Yeah, okay, I hear you. So the Gemara brings another example where you find this machlaikis of harama, 
Are you allowed to, is allowed to, a person allowed to play a trick like this? Find the same machlekes between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yezah. The Tanya we learned in the Braise as follows. You have a, a, an animal, a cow, for example, with, the, with a baby. They both fell into, the, into a pit together. Now, what's the Allah of Oisev as Benoi? They're not allowed to be shechted both on the same day. There's a On Yontif, we're talking here about on Yontif. A person is allowed to shecht on Yontif, but you can't shecht both of them on Yontif. So now they both fell into a pit, and you want to take them out. So what do you do? Rabbi Yezah says, You're allowed to take out the first one to shecht it, and to eat on Yontif. Because you're taking it out for the purpose of shechting it, you're allowed. But for Asheni, the second one, you're not allowed to take out, because you're not allowed to shecht it. So what do you do? Oyseloi parnasa b'mekaymai. You're allowed to feed it, you're allowed to bring food, to feed it in the place inside the pit where it is, until the end of Yantif, you could feed it and it shouldn't die. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, you can play a trick. Take out the first animal with the intention to shecht it, to eat on Yamtif. And then you decide, oh, I don't like this animal. It's not, I don't want this animal. You don't shecht it. And then and then you, you, you're playing a trick. You bring, up, you bring up the second one. And then, and then you look at the second animal and you say, oh, actually the first animal is better. And then you can shecht whichever one you want. So a person is allowed to do this harama. So we see that the concept of harama was already argued about between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua. Same thing over here, when you get to saving the wine of a barrel that broke. So the Gemara says, no, Mimai, how do you know that you compare this? It's not the same thing. Over there, Rabbi Eliezer says that you're not allowed to save both animals. Because you can feed the animal. The animal is not going to die. Feed it in the, in the pit. Over here, the wine is going to get lost. You want to save your wine. That doesn't apply. Or we could say the other way around. Rabbi Yeshua over there that said that you're not allowed to save it. You leave an animal in the pit for such a long time, it's going to be Tsar Balachayim. Over here, there's no Tsar Balachayim. That doesn't apply. Maybe over here, you're allowed to. Um, you're not, you're not allowed to save the, uh, the wine. So therefore, we can't compare the two cases. No, 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 the Tzar Balachayim, oh, okay, no, that's, that's not, that's not, uh, it's a Tzar Balachayim, it's the financial loss, it's a different thing. Okay, we'll stop over here for today. It's late.